Well, I mean, a, a monkey can take a selfie. We've established that. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to, once again, another Hey, I've Got an Idea show. That there is my brother, the real deal Williams. And that over there is my brother, Luke, the real McCoy Williams. Hmm. I uh, I noticed you didn't say Mason, the real deal Williams. I didn't say Mason. Once I said Williams, it was done, and I couldn't. I couldn't go back, and you can't go back. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't say the real deal, Williams Mason, comma Mason. So is my real first name the or the real? Uh, let's make it a da. Da. The real deal. Da real deal. Yeah. D a. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you're a district attorney now. Oh, uh, funny you should mention that. Mm-hmm. I shot lawyer. Did you? Why'd you do that? Uh, lawyer hoist. <laughs> you shot him because he did a bad hoist? Uh, lost haywire. Oh, I see. So, he was Ow, lost. hairstyle! Let me at least try to string them together. Royal whites. Or you Italy can try whores. And, or you can try and make them make some sense. As to why Yo, sir, wealth. Yo, sir, wealth. Why to Israel? Uh, these are all anagrams for the thing that we are inventing today. Yes. It's a reality show. It is. This suggestion comes to us from Amber. Thank you, Amber. Story a while. Uh, we shall story a while, I think. Uh, while watching this this show we're gonna make, we it can tell a story of... Alright, anyway, let's get into it. Um, yeah, the reality show had a bunch of good anagrams. Damn. Yeah, there's a lot of letters in there. So, reality shows. Yes. Love them, hate them, can't live with them, can't live without them. Am I right? I assure you we can't. Am I right? Humanity survived for, like, most of television. Most of the time that we had television, we did not have the kind of show we think of as the reality show. Like, I, I think the first show that was called the reality show was Survivor. Am I right? I feel like it was a specific pinnacle. Uh, it was a landmark. Well, I mean, that's that's another good question, too. The reality show that was a series that had an arc to trying to actually have the same, have a, a story that carried over from episode to episode and had, you know, you investing in, in someone to be the winner. It's very different from a game show where it's every every episode is different. You know, you don't really have champion carrying over except maybe in the case of Jeopardy. Yeah, like Ken Jennings, shout out. I've been listening to his podcast, by the way, with John Roderick. It's uh, it's very good. Oh, yeah? All right, well, here's here's another thing. Um, I still think that there were physical shows like, uh, American Gladiator, for example. Yeah. Or like, um, like 
Oh, what was that one kids show where you had to climb, climb the agro? Th- thank you. Yes. Yeah, and then like those had physical components to them. Yeah. But those were definitely much more game show like. American Gladiator is sort of an exception because it's trying to treat itself more like a sport of a sort. Now I don't know which came first between Survivor and American Idol. Okay, here's my thing. Here's here's why I think Survivor. Okay. 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 Uh, the main thing with Survivor, and the main reason why we have the rise of reality show when we do is primarily digital footage, right? Because before the era of digital footage, you're recording to tapes. Mm-hmm. And that's tougher to work with. It's a limited resource. When you got digital storage, you can just shoot as much footage as you want and chop it up however you want after the fact, and it's not really as difficult. So mm-hmm. the the... The crowning thing with the reality show, the way that they make their unreal reality is they will just shoot a thousand fucking hours of footage from every possible angle. They want to make sure they've got a camera on each individual person and also on the group at all times. Mm -hmm. And then just after the fact, you've got a thousand hours worth of footage to play with. You're chopping it down to 22 minutes you can tell whatever the hell kind of story you want. Mm. I think that um, what it has turned into as well is mm-hmm. really interesting to see from like uh, a sort of sound design perspective as well. Because, I mean, also for editing and whatever else. But like, it's very fascinating for me to hear, like, for example, sentences completely chopped to hell to become new sentences. Uh, or transitions that are super unnatural, or anytime you're watching something and you actually stop to think like, oh man, how did they even get a camera person in there? Or this is this is inauthentic because they had to like set that up to be shot. Yeah, like I've got to assume that of that thousand hours of footage, 500 of it is these untrained people accidentally looking into the camera or saying, oh, are you getting my good side? Do you need me to move in the light? And they're like, no, 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 just seriously just be natural like don't look at me don't look at me look at her yeah that i actually saw uh uh the first episode of nailed it and Uh they uh they broke format and it was very refreshing and very funny how did they break format in the first episode uh that's a good point they haven't established a format yet what I mean to say is is that they did a fourth wall breaking sort of faux pas, which, you know, even on like a, a late night talk show, they can be like, they can make a camera joke or or whatever, right? But on a reality show, get, cameras don't exist. Like for sure cameras don't exist. Yeah. Right? And uh, there was this old lady who was a judge and she was just kind of out to lunch. She was amazing. She was just walking around like exploring the set and being like, what's over here? <laughs> and it was amazing. And at some point there was some kind of joke that was made when the, you know, like the judges were talking to the contestants or whatever. And like, she made some kind of joke about like the timer and and it was like a joke that was like oh well how are they supposed to know like i don't remember exactly what it was and then and then you know like the host was like this, there's there's a timer over there so they had to do a shot of the timer 
And she was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, and it's like, you're not supposed to do that. <laughs> like, it wasn't the way it normally was. I'm I'm totally butchering this. But the point is, is that it was very, very funny to me. Because I was like, what? What? It was the one thing that they did at that point that I expected was not possible for them to do. So it struck well, me funny. Well, uh, that's something that I, I, I did see recently, a little video essay on this is uh, there is a rise specifically on YouTube of sort of people who are videotaping themselves doing things, whether it's, you know, playing a video game or reviewing a movie Mm. or baking a cake or whatever. Mm. And in the interests of appearing authentic, they will, like, include little screw-ups or they'll talk to the person behind the camera just to sort of give you the feeling that, hey, this is just my friend and they're making a video. Yeah, they're talking to the camera person. Hey, should we get this in the shot? I feel like I'm right there with them. Yeah. And the the uh, the thing that, uh, that I was watching, they pointed out, like, here's this one person who did it and you can tell that it was authentic because she initially tried not to do that. And then she would just like screw up and then just basically leave the bloopers in the video. And then eventually that just became an okay thing to do. And then she contrasted it with this other group that from the get go, they're laughing and joking with the people behind the camera. They're breaking the fourth wall constantly. And she actually pointed out this point where they, went to like oops and they like i i forget what it was like they dropped a bottle or something and then mm. they're like oh ho, that we we screwed up but the sound effect of the bottle breaking was a stock sound effect y- yeah uh i'm assuming that this is also uh uh the, the commentary was uh was like they're mic'd and and this yeah. was was Lindsay's video right okay so you know the thing i'm talking about yeah 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 no it was a good one it's worth watching um but yeah, uh, yeah. There's this w- YouTube reality stuff is its own genre too. Yeah, but is... I, but now like with this nailed it show you're talking about, it sounds like a little of that. Oh, well, oh. let's break the fourth wall a little bit. Is maybe bleeding back into television. Wait a second. I think that that we're onto something here too because nailed it was on Netflix as a full original series. But it was inspired by the craze of people attempting to try and do things on the internet that they saw. Specifically like, from Pinterest. Yeah, yeah like where yeah, you yeah. see the pretty, the pretty cake and then you fuck it up and you say like, oh, nailed it. So that wasn't a pre-existing brand that then got money and then got a Netflix show. But it was inspired by that movement and therefore they might have felt a kinship with fourth wall breaking. That's a very interesting And that sort of internet culture, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Oh my god, I just had the best idea. Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, Let me me hit you with this, okay? Alright. What we do is we hire a bunch of people, like amateurs, like this is their first time doing it, Mm -hmm. and we tell them they're going to be directing and manufacturing a reality show. So they're working like as directors, as camera people, as editors behind the scene, etc. But the thing is, is they don't know they're actually the subjects of the reality show. And the people that they're trying to videotape are professional actors. And the professional actors are there 
to try and fuck up as much as possible to drive the people who are trying to produce a reality show insane and our reality show is watching those reality show producers fail to make a reality show. Uh, that's very meta. Yeah. I think that the concept of actors being so good at sort of portraying reality that they're like, I'm not sure I'm, I'm sold on the concept in the sense that how is it that they're supposed to not screw up ever? Like, how do you distill that down? Well, like the directors are saying, oh, we need more drama. We need you to like cheat on your boyfriend or something. And mm -hmm. just seeing how far we could push them. Like if we have this tyrannical producer character who's like, no, I need more drama. That that relationship between those two, it's too boring. You need to break them up. Oh, you know, you need to introduce some sort of a challenge to get them to, you know, sow discord among their ranks. I need saucier footage. Get them naked somehow. <laughs> okay. And meanwhile, these these people who are just trying to produce the show, they're being pushed to uh, take it further and further from reality. Our relationship with reality and whatever it is that we invent, I think we want to nail down... <sighs> I think we want to nail down what that is because I'm, I'm having some difficulty... Uh, with the the sort of catch-22 of it being so aptly titled reality te television when it does such a piss-poor job of, like, being real, right? So uh, I want to go to Definition Bot again. Okay. And I want to... Well, one other thing that uh, I did want to point at is shows like The Office that, for whatever reason, are a fictional show... And there's no thing in fiction, I don't think, where they say that they're on a reality show, but it's still like a reality show. Yeah, like it's they still, still shot like, like one. They they look to the camera like, eh, and they'll have like confessional booth moments, and it's like, what is that other than a soliloquy? Like, uh, it, it, is there a was, reality show being shot in this company? Like it, what? It, I believe it was something that evolved from its origins in the British show. Uh, okay. Like, the British show was much more uh, intended to be a fake documentary, and it, it took more traits uh, of a documentary show. Okay. And then when they made the U.S. version, they, it kept evolving and evolving and evolving, and then that was just sort of an aesthetic that they used. And then it became super popular uh, to carry over to other similar shows like other okay. ones started copying the office anyway um let's get let's get definition bot out here yeah db i want to nail down my dude what exactly a reality television show is definition bot hello hello do you have an inquiry for me definition bot what is reality television Reality television is a genre of television programming that documents supposedly unscripted real-life situations, and often features an otherwise unknown cast of individuals who are typically not professional actors. Reality television exploded as a phenomenon in the late 1990s and early 2000s with the global success of the series Survivor, Idols, and Big Brother. Okay. Well, now it says... Like, not celebrities, but there are celebrity reality shows. 
yeah, obviously that definition doesn't encompass all of that. Um, okay, definition bot, can you expand on that? The genre has various standard tropes, including confessionals or interview segments used by cast members to express their thoughts, which often double as the show's narration. Okay. Do you, you, re you feel ready to invent? Yeah, I'm ready to invent. I'm ready to invent. Uh, okay, okay, so... Reality television has faced significant criticism since its rise in popularity. Much of the criticism has centered on the use of the word reality, and such shows attempt to present themselves as a straightforward recounting of events that have occurred. Critics argue reality television shows do not accurately reflect reality, i.e., participants being placed in artificial situations, and deceptive, misleading editing. Participants being coached on behavior, storylines generated ahead of time, scenes being staged, etc. Yeah, no, I, I think we were all aware of that. Yeah. Okay, which, definition bot. That's good. You can go. Yeah. On. Yeah. Thank you, definition bot. Which which raises to me an interesting idea: if the uh, the person scripting the reality show has some particular message, or some maybe a political message or a philosophical message that they want to imbue into their thing, that's supposedly you know just a documentary, right? Like. Right now, we operate under the assumption that the only bias is towards interesting and engaging television. But, like, let's say you have a, a reality show director and they, I don't know, they're racist. So they're always going to show clips of black people doing stuff that's stupid and white people not doing stupid stuff. Like, it's possible to make an implicit message in the editing of your reality show. Yep. That's definitely possible. And we could potentially try to take steps to not have that. But... Or we could put our own ideals into it and, you know, turn it around and put some better ideal into the subconscious editing and the message of the show. Uh, I mean, as much as I would enjoy shitting on white people... Uh... Well, I mean, we're both white... We could no. shit on each other. I'm not saying it has to be a negative thing. I'm not saying that it has to be like your message is this group of people are shitty. I'm saying that you can take any message, like even if it's just like you want to believe in karma, like you could edit the show in such a way that it looks like people who do bad things always get what's coming to them and people who do good things always have like, immediate good results. And you could be like, yep, I just guess that's karma. Hmm. I, I have a tragically uh, on-point story that I want to share. It's kind of not my story to share, but at the same time, um, this person isn't with us right now. Uh, okay. So I have this uh, black female friend uh, that is an actress. Okay. And she was on a dating reality show. Okay. And this is, I guess, so commonplace that this is something that I have a secondhand story about. Oh, Basically, God. on this on this uh, reality show, she had three uh, dates with three different guys. And she was, um, you know, asked at the end which one she would like to go on another date with. And... You guessed it. It was like 
a black guy and two other guys and she had what she felt was way better chem way better chemistry with a non-black guy and then you know when it came time for her decision they asked what she thought and then were they basically said like okay no but you gotta pick the black guy wow yeah yeah it's shitty and i don't know if you know i got an exaggerated version or if you know I don't know. Who knows? It's, Did you watch the show? I didn't watch the show. So it's all, right. all kind of hearsay, but by Way the same Way to support token, your friend, I guess. Uh, I mean, this is something that could have happened years and years ago. Who knows? All right. Um, but even still, pretty shitty, right? Like, yeah, maybe. I don't. When you When you have the directorial power to potentially completely control something that is supposed to be shown as reality i don't know how you're not supposed to inject a whole whack of bias into it yeah like you can't be unbiased your only hope is to like neutralize your biases but i mean that right there is pretty blatant and it makes me wonder like we always think of propaganda as a bad thing and like i try to think no it's just messages in your thing and messages can be good but I honestly am starting to think, uh, especially from the way I've seen it used, I, I can't help but think that propaganda is inherently, if not always, it's certainly easier to make it for a, a bad message, like an evil message is easier to put into that sort of thing. Okay, okay, uh, going off on another track here, Luke. Sure. Um... Would you watch a show, a reality show, that was about your workplace at the greenhouse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, actually, holy shit. That's, like, really funny. <laughs> it, It is... Ugh, man, but, like, I, I want it to be fictional. Like, if you did an exaggerated version of what I see, uh -huh. then it would be a very good show. Right. If it was a reality show, you would have to shoot a lot of footage before you'd have a narrative, unless you injected a contest into it. Right. Well, so... I mean, that that's the thing, is there's two different kinds of reality shows. There's reality shows that are just... In theory, oh, we're turning on the cameras and we're going to watch the drama unfold. And there's reality shows that are more like a contest. And those, like, in theory, the reality you're getting is people's reactions to it. But it's a totally artificial scenario of, hey, you know, race around the house and try and find the Horgon. Then, or you get voted off the island or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I reject that. I reject that it has to be just those two because we are trying to innovate. Okay. Okay. So uh, if it's not a contest and it's not just turn on the cameras and watch people go, what other kind of reality show is there? Because um, okay. it seems to me that that's a binary is obvious, you know, messing with people or not messing with people. Okay. Uh, I propose a third option. Hit me. Uh if that's true, and that's all that reality show can be, I've got two things that break from that. One, Hit me. 
is a Truman Show scenario. Oh, nice. So people don't know they're on a reality show. Which is sort of what you were pitching initially, right? Uh, here is a, here is another one. What do you call behind-the-scenes footage? Like, that would be actual reality. Yeah. In theory. And it is portraying... Uh, it, it is footage of people being inauthentic for the camera. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. So then oh, what, I, what is I remember, I think this was just... Sorry. I was going to say, what is what is it when you have behind-the-scenes footage compilations for a reality show? Like, like the blooper reel. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's, here's that time that I was going to record a confessional, but I fucked up. Yeah, and the director, you know, weasels in. Oh, my God. Again, if you just make it fiction... It's great. Like, I would love a story or a comedy show that was, you know, like, imagine the Michael Scott character being the meddling director that just makes it more and more fake and doesn't realize that they're making it more and more fake. I do think that there was a fictional show. I want to say it was called Unreality that was about reality show producers, but I don't think it was a comedy. So making it a comedy is pretty good. But you have just invented a comedy show. You have not invented a reality show, which is what we're here to do. Ah. Damn it. Okay. Uh, can, can, can I hit you with this? This is something uh, I believe I saw it on Tumblr. Somebody pitched this. Mm -hmm. Is like... Imagine you have this reality show where, like, a dozen guys are in the house, right? Mm -hmm. And it's 11 homosexual men, one straight dude, okay? Okay, I'm and, already. And the thing is, is, like, every so often, they have to vote on who they think the straight dude is. And whoever that straight dude is like whoever comes up as that that's the person that they picked leaves the house and if they do pick the straight guy and get him out of the house then all the people that are still in the house split a million dollars but if the straight dude manages to make it to the final two then he gets a million dollars but here's the twist There's all 12 guys are actually straight yeah <laughs> I'm pretty sure you, that's like a comedy bit, right? Yeah. I've heard that before. That is that is very funny. I would absolutely watch that. That would be an amazing show. So, like, it's 12 straight guys. 12 straight guys all, all trying, trying desperately to, to convince each other. each other that they're gay, yes. It just turns into an orgy. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, if it's competitive enough, the final two two guys just get married. <laughs> Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like, how do you screen for, like, bi, right? Like, yeah. if somebody shows up and you're like, hey, are you straight? Like, if someone was to, if someone was like, hey, I got a million dollars on the line, uh, you're straight, right? I'd be like, yeah, but, eh, not, not really. Hmm. And on that note, let's drink some water. Let's drink some goddamn water. Hello, dear listeners. This is the water cooler segment where we can potentially do ad swaps or whatever. You probably know the drill about this. Mason is webcomic artist. 
Forward is his webcomic at forwardcomic.com. He also does the art for Roll to Save at rolltosavecomic.com. And a bunch of other stuff. Check out his Patreon. Patreon.com slash Tailstake. I've actually been working on some stuff. Um, I did a bunch of interviews uh, for another podcast thing that I'm working on. And it's going to be a very different kind of format from, from this one. Um, but I hope to release an episode soon. I just got a lot of, like, you know, other format work to do figure out how I want it, make a few original songs for it, um, and hopefully that should be uh, maybe a f- teaser episode or the first episode up uh, before the new year is the plan. We are always looking for suggestions for things that we should invent. Shoot us an email, show at gmail.com, uh, or tweet at us at show. Uh, you can also get in touch about if you want us to advertise something. That's pretty much it. I'm getting kind of fast at, at doing this now. So anyway, here's more uh, here's more reality show. Here you go. So did you ever hear of this one episode of Nathan For You where he sort of uh, dissected what a reality, what, what theater could be? Uh, I'm going to say no because my only exposure to Nathan For You has been out-of-context animated gift sets. Okay. Well, I believe I only know it from this one Nerdwriter video, uh, so I'm just quoting a synopsis, so if I get anything wrong, forgive me. Um, but, as I understand, it went like this. Uh, so Nathan For You wants to do a, a very authentic live theater experience uh, for... A small handful of people and all that he did was he used a back entrance to a bar and curtained it off so it looked like it was you know a theater mm-hmm. and then drew the curtains and it was just the bar <laughs> and so these theater goers were just sitting and watching the bar with people going back and forth and sitting and eating and drinking uh, for a little while. And uh, and that was it. And, you know, he asked for their opinions on the show. And that was, you know, basically it. And it doesn't end there because that's like the first layer, right? Mm-hmm. Second layer is that he fully captured that entire experience from lots of different angles he had all kinds of microphones so that he could catch all of the individuals like speaking and what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And he recreated it, but the next time around, it was with actors. So it was the exact same things that took place for that original audience. It was just completely redone, recast, reacted, uh, and all of the small, minute things like, oh, you know, like a, a server bumps into somebody and says, oh, excuse me. Like all of that made it into the script that they then memorized and that they redid that fake play, which was just Which nothing. was just watching people at a bar. Yeah. And then there's, there was an overproduced version of that. And he had an even bigger audience to come watch that. Hmm. And I don't know what the point was. <laughs> And that apparently is kind of what Nathan For You is like in general. That it's always kind of like, but why? (laughs) Why, though? Um, But is there something there? 
can we innovate in that direction? Um, okay, so let's say we have a bar. Okay. And the bar is filled like some people are just wandering in because they're like, hey, I'm going to show up here and have a drink. And some people in the bar are actors. And some people, maybe they know the gimmick and they, they're not actors, but they still show up because they want to have a good time. And we're videotaping the whole damn thing. Mm -hmm. And in this bar, like, for whatever reason, people are trying to fuck each other. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, so... I thought I was going to have an end to that sentence. I really tried. You thought if you kept building that it would have a, a... Yeah, I got you. Well, well, Luke, ale is worthy. Ale is worthy? Ale is worthy. Is that reality show? Oily wreaths. Oh, Jesus. Oily wreaths. Oily wreaths. One that you have ever said. Oily wreaths. Solar whitey. No, enough. Enough, enough of that. Why yowl haters, Mason? What is real? What I don't even know what is real anymore. Oh wait, okay, okay. Can we get people really high? Can we just straight up gaslight people? Well, I mean that's another direction. Can we? I just was gonna say, get what if innocent people and drive them insane? What if you took people? Onto a reality show. Uh-huh. Right? And you had this fun little gimmick that you got them all super high. <laughs> so that they didn't know what reality was anymore. And... I don't know, the director has to tell them? Or the other way around. If the director's really high, No. I like the idea of, of, like, of covert actors. How can we use that? Because that's... that's okay, okay. so here's, here's what you do. Here's what you do. You tell these people that you're going to take them to, like, this foreign country so you can do this exciting adventure reality show, okay? Mm-hmm. And then you put them on the plane. And mm-hmm. then you, like dose them up and you fly the plane around in a circle over and over again and then you just land it on soundstage but they think they're in like Papua New Guinea okay and you bring them out and then you're like okay guys don't worry we're gonna and then like boom like you like there's chaos and you pretend like oh man the show's over everybody run a bad thing is happening and mm-hmm. then you just continue to videotape them as they think some sort of war has broken out that's pretty shitty though also there's the possibility that if actual like disasters are happening and they think there's some like gorillas after them they might accidentally snap someone's neck and he's like, it's right. okay. I got the bad guy. It's like, nah. Here, I don't want here, that to okay. happen to somebody. Here's here's an alternate version. Okay. Okay. What if it was 
meant oh 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 okay oh no okay i think i've got something <sighs> okay so what if you made it seem like you were flying some white savior types to a an impoverished african country you're gonna go build houses for them it'll yeah. be so great but in reality You've just flown them to like, uh, you've flown them slash driven them through and a sort of uh, um, a camp where they wouldn't be tipped off by uh, the uh, what the wildlife was doing or whatever. Uh -huh. Maybe even bring in just a little bit of in like wildlife within a a, a safe space uh, so that it doesn't you know go repopulate in the states or whatever. yeah but like basically you're in a sound stage in burbank but yeah. you've got lemurs yeah right and then you make it seem to them like they're uh they're on this great important mission to rebuild houses for these impoverished black people and you just shone a spotlight directly on what that does to them like how they act hmm no, no, no. They should they they roll up in this uh this village like, "Hey, we're here to help you." And they're like, "Oh, cool. That's great. You can start over here." But then you have them air quotes discover that it's Wakanda and they have advanced technology. Huh. And Black Panther is there. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. Uh, there was a show that I don't think lasted very long um i think it was called like what would you do or whatever yeah yeah um and it was basically like you know what if you were in a cafe and someone started being like really racist to the teller uh and everybody's like in on it and you know and the whole but, thing is a moral test for you. Like, you don't know it's fake. Yeah, it's like candid camera, but do you have the guts to actually do the right thing and stand up for the person or whatever and it's like that's a noble pursuit in a sense it's also super uncomfortable and also very challenging yeah because like, you do a... run the risk that they're gonna ch chime in with it is like yeah you're right they sure are inferior and it's like no that's not what we wanted to see I mean, I'm interested in the social good and trying to actually use this as an opportunity to shine a spotlight on, you know, like, hey, maybe if you're this shitty, maybe don't. Maybe just if you could not. Uh, and yet, I don't know how you could do that without it being, you know, just pointing the camera at someone rich and famous and dumb and letting letting it roll and then infuriating everybody hmm. uh okay or, you get a bunch of clansmen no, and or, then or you, it's like a trap like that you Whatever send them is, to a say. place and it's american history x and when they come out they love black people but then they get shot and it's kind of bittersweet Fuck spoilers it, for american history x sorry about that let's just let's just uh let's just remake survivor how we make it better Okay, I, I'm I'm grasping at straws here. Like I actually want to make something this time. 
It's a reality show. We can do this. Yeah, no, a monkey can make a reality show. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh! We make it about monkeys! Oh, uh, do you think that we make it about monkeys? We're just or making a we, monkey show! Or do you think we have it be that a monkey made a reality show? <laughs> Fuck. Okay, no. No, wait, wait. I can give this legs. Are you ready? Okay. So, you set up prompts where a monkey is able to effectively splice the video and audio together. Pick which 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 shots make the cut. Right. Well, I mean, a, a monkey can take a selfie. We've established that. Mm -hmm. What if... No, maybe this doesn't work. I mean, I would love to set up a bunch of, of prompts. Like, I could see... I could see in the reality show generating machine, I could see that they take so much out of the hands of, uh, you know, what it is they're trying to... Let me rephrase. I could see it being that whoever the director is, they get to a point where so many like professionals in their teams, whether it's in lighting or in sound or camera work or whatever... That, like, the director basically doesn't have to do anything except say, like, yes to this, no to that, uh, do it again, accept a little more emotion this time, you know, mm -hmm. like, not really as much. Like, I could see a scenario where the director isn't as integral to the operations of a show, right? Mm -hmm. If we could set it up that it's not just that, but also a monkey is able to just pick yes or no and actually guides the course of what gets made. Well, see, the monkey is not going to have an understanding of what's going on. So at that point, it might as well be RNG. Yeah. Okay, just... okay. Here's, okay. Here's sorry. my concept. Here's my concept. You ready for okay. this? Yep. Okay. So we get a whole bunch of people that have very different ethical philosophies. Like... We have a, uh, a Roman Catholic priest, and we have a Buddhist monk, and okay. we have this atheist objectivist guy. And all these different people, they think they know what's best for the world. They think they know how to make the world a better place. And we give them a million dollars, and they all got to work together to make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. But at the end of it... You can't vote for yourself. You got to vote for one of the other people of who you think is actually making the world a better place. And then they, that one person who did the best job of working together with you to make the world a better place, that person gets $10 million. Uh, so it's like a clash of different philosophies and mindsets of what better really means. I don't know if I like that, and I'll tell you why. Because it segues into religion war. There's that, but also and also like Catholic viewers, for example, aren't going to be happy with a show when it comes down to oh, I guess Catholics are bad. Like if that's how that shakes out, they're not going to enjoy watching it. I'm just reminded of that Kent Brockman bit of you know. 
all these different religions. Which one is the true religion? We'll tell you after the break. <laughs> <laughs> it's reaching a conclusive sort of answer, as as foolish as the concept may be, is like, it's just such a mean thing to do to those it, guys. Yeah. Like, these, these are nice, theoretically, these are really nice people who believe in making the world a better place. Oh, oh no, like, no, no, oh, no. Let's we, make them We steal fight. the thing from the fake gay idea, right? All of these people are just con men pretending to be the religion they claim they're representing. And, like, if you win, you just get to keep the 10 million. But they got a fake being as generous and as selfless as possible. Uh, that sounds exhausting. Plus, I could see that for an episode. I can't see that for a series. Fair. Like, I... There was an episode of Kenny vs. Spetty, which we never even mentioned. Um, Kenny vs. Spetty of who who could be nicer. Mm. And while Spenny did his best to just try and not be upset with Kenny with whatever shenanigans he did, uh, Kenny... Uh, was trying to do explicitly mean things to Spenny <laughs> while always, always like hiding it in the guise of it being a nice thing. So, uh, I'm trying to remember an example. It would be things like, you know, he would, he would give him a hug, but then he would, uh, forget that he was covered in goo or whatever. And it's right. like, oh, I'm so sorry. Let me clean the goo off of you. And then he would get them all like soaking wet. And oh, now you're all wet, and you were about to go out on a nice dinner. I'm sorry. It's like, oh, I I thought your your record collection wasn't sounding right, so I ironed them for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was stuff like that. Um, Kenny versus Spenny was. Not great, but also there was one thing that it, two things, it's two things that it did very well. One, it always made me very intrigued by the concept of just personal competition between two people on very arbitrary tasks, mm -hmm. like who, <laughs> who could blow the bigger fart, for example, like how do you compete at that? You know, like, how do you make it, how do you make TV out of that? Uh, that's one thing. Okay. The other thing is that Kenny Hotz is a criminal mastermind. <laughs> and if I had to hire somebody to fucking lead a, a bank robbery, that would be like the first person I would go to. He is absolutely insidious. Well, uh, now that's, that, now I'm thinking, here's the thing, Kenny versus Spenny, both dudes. And generally, when you have, like, that sort of show where it's focused on shenanigans and, mm. like, pranks and competitions and stuff like that, and it's that sort of, that sort of attitude, like, that's almost always just dudes. How, yeah. how would that, how would Kenny versus Spenny have been a different show if it was two women? Uh, it would have been, I don't know. Are you going to tell me it would have been less fun? Um, I'm not going to say that, just generally speaking, I'm going to make 
a general statement about women here. Oh boy, that those are always fun. <laughs> I can't uh, wait to hear this. They aren't as stupid. <laughs> the, That's the, fair. The the show was very stupid, and also, like guys like some types of guys uh-huh. love things like hurting each other with pranks. That's true. Like, the kind of guys that get like rats asshole hot sauce, and right. yeah, and like they don't make speaking, that for women. Generally speaking, that's not usually women's deal. Also, as a general rule, and this is uh, arguably the other side of the coin, is as a culture, I think we're more okay with watching dudes get hurt. Like, typical action movie, you can plow through a hundred guys as long as they're, like, soldier dudes, but you have the protagonist like throw a punch at a woman once and all of a sudden you don't think he's such a great guy anymore. Okay, it's thought. Similar thought. sort of thing here. Like it pranks, especially physical ones, uh, like you're not going to get the same sort of feeling. I have a thought. Hit me. This is a controversial idea, but it might just work. Okay. So you know how... You know how I'm trying to be sex positive here with this. We do. Um, if you had a reality show. I've seen X-rated reality shows if that's the direction you're going in. Oh, it's... Wait, what do those look like? Um, Like the winner gets to bang me kind of thing? No, no. It's usually not really a competition so much as it is like... This is a porn video, and we have the reality show sort of framing over it. Okay, then that's just porn. That's not... <laughs> that's... Okay, that's not where I was going. Well, I mean, okay, I here... don't know, though. Like, I, it was... Here's, okay, here, here's, my, here's my idea. But yeah, okay. So, you have a queen queen type. Uh, a queen bee? Like a dom. Uh, a worshipped dom. All right. Uh, that... You've got a bunch of guys okay. that are, they're trying to uh, win the race, out outsmart, outthink, outlast. America's next top sub. Kind of. And then at the end, the woman gives them a bunch of money, but also probably bangs them. And then if she doesn't feel like it, then I, I don't say, well, I mean, at this point... It's so tied up, if you'll pardon the pun, in BDSM <laughs> stuff that the banging is secondary. Like, she could just, like, slap a collar on them and say, yes, you're mine. Nobody has to get their dick out. Like, that's the weird thing about BDSM is, like, we think of it as this fetish and it's necessarily, like, a sexual thing. But there's a lot of it that, like, there's a, a an erotic thrill to it. But, but it you could be... divorce it entirely from sex. Yeah, it might just be entirely uh, social and psychological. Uh, and again, yeah, sexuality might be a prime motivator, or it could be unrelated at a point. Like, if um, you were to tell me that, uh, like, there are plenty of, for example, asexuals 
who are into BDSM, like I would not dispute that. I would be like, yeah, yeah makes sense. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe we have, uh, maybe we have a queen bee at the top. And like, that's the twist. Like it turns out like all this time. Yeah. I'm asexual. You're competing to be my sub and I do want you to be my sub, but I ain't ever going to fuck you deal with it. I guess what I'm. (sighs) And like, that's the thing is, are they still in? I don't even know how different that is from like the bachelorette either. Yeah, it's not. It's basically the Bachelorette with a leather cover over it. Hmm. Okay, we need... We are kind of out of time. We need an excuse for why we didn't come up with a reality show. Well, I mean, arguably, this podcast is a form of reality show. It would be a reality show if we just had some, like, cameras on us. I got an idea. Hit me. This (laughs) This is sort of breaking format. Okay. This is bra- this is, this would be a first for our podcast. I think we I think we got more to talk about. Okay. And I propose that we don't do a new suggestion for next week. What? And we do a part 2. Are you kidding me, cliffhanger? I think this is the first time that that's wholly appropriate because I know we can come up with a reality show. And I know we didn't do it, and I know we should do it. Yeah, we we tossed out a whole bunch of concepts. Any one of them, we could go down like that little merry little road and come up with something in two minutes and say it's acceptable. But I'm going to agree with you. This is the sort of concept that we absolutely should be able to knock it out of the goddamn park, and we haven't done that. Like, no. Okay, so, I mean, that works because... Then we don't got to figure out what's up next. We already know. it's We're going to make a reality show better next time. We're going we're gonna to do it. Probably. Hope so. Yeah, yeah, part two. Stay tuned for part two, dear listeners. Mm-hmm. To be continued. I don't know why I did dun-dun-dun. You're the Foley guy. You could put actual dun-dun-dun music. Oh, don't worry. I cut that. And I put in the dun 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 music, but just to, to make sure you don't feel left out here, I'm going to do it again. It's... Okay, there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good, right? That's pretty good. Hey, Mason. Yeah? NCC. Uh, Thumbs up monorail eggplants. Shit, we didn't do verdict. Do we do a verdict for nope, this one? Nope, not a two-parter. Not not on a two-parter, that's right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yep. Okay.